My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. For over 10 years now, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance, and now I'm here to shorten your learning curve. Whether you're a creative professional who edits, writes, or directs, you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're a weekend warrior, I strongly believe you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast. Whether you're brand new to the show or you're a seasoned vet, it would mean the world to me if you took just one minute to share this episode with a friend or a colleague who could benefit from what you learned today. And don't forget to also click the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice, because the more subscribers we have, the more that iTunes and the other platforms recognize this show, and thus the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now on to today's show, which is a special episode where I provide my articles in audio form so you have the opportunity to walk and listen instead of sit and read if that's your preference. My hope is that you will use this opportunity to get up and step away from your chair for the next 30 minutes, yup, this is another long one, and build the habit of moving more whether you're working, stuck at home, or otherwise. The following is a reading of my article, How to Go from Cold Contact to Your Ideal Mentor in Seven Simple Steps, which can be read at optimizeyourself.me slash seven steps. That's all one word spelling the word seven, S-E-V-E-N, seven steps. If today's article inspires you to take the next step towards a more fulfilling career path that not only aligns you with projects that you are passionate about, but also includes some semblance of work-life balance, and especially if you would like support, mentorship, and a community to help you turn your goals into a reality, then you and I need to talk. Because in January, I'm opening winter enrollment for my Optimizer coaching and mentorship program, and it sounds like you could be the perfect fit. Over the last three years, I have now worked with well over 100 students, and I've seen stunning transformations. But the biggest obstacle for most has been that the program in the past was too expensive or it just required too much time. Those problems are no longer an issue as I've made the program a lot more affordable and a lot less time intensive for those with busy lives, but who need an extra push to make whatever the next major transition is in your life. To learn more and apply, visit optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer. Just so you know, I review applications in the order that they are received and I fill slots accordingly. So the earlier that you apply, the better your chances are of getting in the program. As a self-diagnosed extreme introvert, I have done my best to avoid as many mixers, social events, awards, parties, and otherwise for the duration of my 20-year career in Hollywood. Yet despite my intense distaste for chit-chat and random conversations, I have not only built a global network of hundreds of professional contacts, colleagues, and genuine friends, but also several mentors who have helped me learn, grow, solve difficult problems, avoid horrible and embarrassingly poor decisions, and ultimately make not one, but four major seemingly impossible career transitions. Whether you are an extreme introvert like me, or you're the polar opposite and you love in-person networking and mixers, and I will never understand you, by the way, 
The playing field has been leveled globally where in-person networking is not an option and reaching out and connecting with people virtually is the only game in town. As I mentioned in a previous article, why writing cold emails is the most important soft skill you must master, especially if you are an introvert. Number one, the people you most likely want to connect with are probably introverts like you. Number two, effectively writing cold emails affords you the ability to craft the perfect message for the right person at the right time. And number three, once you progress past entry level, the vast majority of job opportunities are filled via referrals, not job postings. To most introverts, the thought of sending a cold email to someone that they admire for the sake of asking a question or two is downright terrifying in and of itself. What if you ask the wrong thing or sound dumb or desperate or needy? That alone is enough to avoid the idea of cold outreach altogether. But now you want me to find a mentor via email? If you are intimidated by the idea of reaching out to and connecting with an industry expert, I first invite you to begin with one of my previous articles, The Socially Awkward Introvert's Guide to Networking with Industry Experts. In this article, I would like to take a much deeper dive down the rabbit hole to help you better understand these seven simple, not to be confused with easy steps, that can help you turn a cold contact into a connection and then a relationship and potentially even your ideal mentor. Before we begin, are you clear about who to connect with? Before getting too excited and thinking that after reading this article, you are going to be able to transform any cold connection into your mentor, you need to be very clear about who you are reaching out to and why. Mentorship only works if the relationship is mutually beneficial for both parties. If you aren't a good fit for your potential mentor, they will be reluctant to help, much less build a long-term relationship with you. Conversely, if this potential mentor isn't a good fit for you, then what's the point of putting in all the work to connect with them? If you're not clear on what type of mentor you require for your needs, I suggest that you pause right now and you learn more from my previous article about how to find the right type of mentor for you and when you should seek the best, where I break down how to identify who is the best fit for your needs based on where you are in your unique journey. Working under the assumption that you are clear on who could potentially be your ideal mentor and they are currently a cold connection or let's say a mutual acquaintance at best, let's dive into the seven steps that are gonna take you from cold outreach to mentorship. In the first part, we're gonna talk about how to make a good first impression with a compelling outreach message. Once you've identified your ideal mentor and you're ready to reach out, don't blow it by thinking, oh my God, this is my one chance. Yes, the purpose of your outreach is to eventually get a mentor, but the objective of your initial message is simply to make a good enough first impression such that you get a response. Don't overthink it. Here is where to focus your attention. Step one, do your homework and provide value. Template, in my opinion, is a four-letter word. For the love of God, don't craft your outreach using templates. I would rather you effectively spend 10 hours drafting one message that will get a response as opposed to efficiently drafting 25 template responses that will end up in the trash. When you reach out to someone you hope could become your mentor, you better do a ridiculous amount of homework to better understand this person. First, research as much as you can to find out about their own journey. Podcasts, articles, and panels are great for this. Then you need to watch their work, a lot of it. If it takes you less than five hours to do the research to send an outreach message that is truly important to your goals, you're not doing enough research. 
If you want to reach out to Emmy-winning editor-turned-director Kabir Akhtar, for example, because he could potentially be the mentor that helps you make the transition from editing to directing, don't start your message like this. Hi, Kabir. I'm a big fan of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Great work! Anyone with five minutes in the internet can find this credit on Kabir's IMDb page. Instead, imagine the first impression that you would make on Kabir if you began your message as such. Hi, Kabir. I have been a fan of your work as both an editor and director for a long time. Of course, an obvious favorite is Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, especially how you did an insert XYZ editorial choice or director's choice in this episode. And I'm super excited to see your directing work on the new Saved by the Bell. But I'm also impressed with how you managed an incredibly complex season of Arrested Development. After going through the whole season, twice to be honest, I know specifically that you, and then insert some editorial choice here. Having come from the unscripted world of award shows and behind the music makes everything you've accomplished that much more impressive. You have now inspired me to do the same. Yes, while this might be a bit wordier, the latter option is more meaningful to Kabir and it demonstrates that this is a unique and personal outreach as far from being a template as possible. This clearly took some time. And most importantly, this not only makes an excellent first impression, but also provides genuine value to Kabir. Receiving this message could even be the bright spot in an otherwise crappy day. And this could also be the very beginning of a beautiful friendship. Step two, have clear goals before reaching out. If you're hoping to develop a mentor-mentee relationship with someone, they aren't going to become your mentor after one email response. But you better make it very clear what your goals are so they can immediately ascertain whether it's worth their time to provide you with valuable advice. One of the most common complaints I hear from people who struggle with outreach is that people never respond. If you found with past outreach that most people either don't respond or they just don't seem interested in mentoring you, it's not because they're too busy or too important or that they don't want to help you. It's most likely because you haven't made it clear how they can help you. Let me make this point very, very clear. It is not the people don't want to help you. It's that you haven't made it clear how they can help you. In my insider's guide to writing amazing outreach emails, which, shameless plug, is 100% free to download at optimizeyourself.me slash email guide, I discuss how to use the magic formula to make it clear to the recipient why you are reaching out and where you need assistance. The magic formula consists of three parts. Number one, making it clear where you are now. Number two, making it clear where you want to be next. And number three, making it clear where you are stuck and could use some advice. Let's say, for example, you want to reach out to legendary editor Walter Murch simply because it would just be cool and you can tell all your friends and colleagues. Well, guess what? He's going to see right through that. If you are reaching out just for the sake of reaching out, busy people don't have time for that. Conversely, if you can clearly and succinctly outline your journey and next steps while making it clear where Walter can provide you a very specific question to help you get unstuck, that not only provides value to you, but also provides value to him. People like helping other people, and if it's clear how a simple paragraph or two can improve your life, most would be happy to oblige and provide the advice that you desperately seek. Step number three, approach this person like a journalist, not your therapist. If you find that you often get generic, bland, or even downright bad advice, rather than always blaming the person who gave it, take a second to look at your questions. If you want better answers, you need to ask better questions. Despite ultimately reaching out to this person to seek advice, don't 
ask for advice. This person is not your therapist whose sole purpose is to help you navigate life's challenges. That's always going to end up with the same variation on the same theme where your question reads as follows. Would you be willing to provide your best advice so I can, and then insert your goal here. First of all, any variation on this type of question is generally difficult to answer succinctly, which will lower the probability of receiving any response at all. And if you do get a response because this person wants to help you, the response will most likely read something like this. Well, the best advice I can give you is that it's going to be a tough road. You're going to need to pay your dues and work hard and be patient. Put yourself out there. Meet the right people. Do great work. And eventually, it will happen for you like it did for me. Best of luck. Ugh, thank you, Captain Obvious. I know all of those things already. The problem here is not the answer. The problem is your question. Think of this process like a journalist. Instead of asking for advice and hoping that in a single email response, this person will solve all of your problems, ask about this person's journey. Give them an opportunity to talk about themselves and the good choices they made to achieve the success that they have, that you, by the way, are hoping to achieve yourself. Science has actually proven that people get more pleasure out of talking about themselves than they do from food or even money. Ask them about a specific part of their lives where if you were to make the effort to extract the advice from their experiences, it would help you overcome your own challenges. Here's an example question that will ultimately yield much better advice. After doing some research via IMDb Pro, I noticed fairly early in your career, you were working on low-budget reality shows, but then within one to two years, you were working on scripted dramatic content. What were the most important steps that you took that led to making this transition? This research-based approach is a double win. First, they get the opportunity to talk about themselves in a flattering light, and you get your question answered. Now let's talk about how to follow up and land the first meeting. Now that you've sent out a compelling first outreach message that is going to create a positive first impression of you, well, the waiting begins. If you've sent a succinct message that demonstrates you've done your homework, provides a clear picture of your goals, and asks a good question that's easy to respond to, the likelihood of getting a response is extremely high. Conversely, if you find that you almost never get a response, it's probably time to review my article, The Five Most Common Mistakes You're Making With Your Cold Emails and How to Fix Them. If you feel confident your email is solid, I will bet dollars to donuts you aren't getting a response for one simple reason. People are just busy. And by the way, people suck at organizing their email. But does that mean that it's time to give up? Never. Here's how to follow up properly whether or not you get a response. Step 4A, follow up if they haven't responded yet. If it's been three days and you haven't gotten a response, it's simple. Wait longer. Your message is in a priority right now. And if it's buried in somebody's inbox, it's probably not going to become unburied anytime soon. Be patient and respect this person's time. At a certain point, though, you will have to gently nudge this person and remind them you exist. To do so effectively, I recommend using what I call the guilt trip email. At the two-week mark, and you want to use the same thread as your original message, send the following polite follow-up. Hi, I'm quickly following up to ensure my previous message did not get lost in your inbox. No doubt you're busy. I appreciate your time. Thank you. That's it. Simple, yet also incredibly effective. I get multiple outreach messages every single day, and most of them fall through the cracks. The ones that end up getting a positive response are generally the ones where I am politely reminded that I haven't responded yet. As soon as I receive the message, my first thought is, oh God, I totally forgot about this. 
Well, now I feel bad, so I guess I should probably just respond now. My sincerest apologies for the interruption in the middle of this article reading. But if you are a content creator or you work in the entertainment industry, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life because collaborating with Evercast is that powerful. Here's a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Evercast co-founders, Brad Thomas and award-winning editor, Roger Barton. Living this lifestyle of a feature film editor has really had an impact on me. So I was really looking for something to push back against all of these lifestyle infringements that are imposed on us, both by schedules and expectations. When you guys demoed Evercast for me that first time, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I have been waiting for for a decade. I also had the same reaction when I first saw Evercast. Two words came to mind, game changer. Our goal, honestly, is to become the Zoom for creatives, whatever it is you're streaming, whether it's editorial, visual effects, pro tools for music composition, live shot cameras. It's consistent audio and video, lip sync always stays in sync. Whether you're in a live session where you're getting that feedback immediately, or you can't get it immediately, so you record the session and you can share those clips with people on the production team where there's no room for any confusion. It's like, this is exactly what the director wants. This is exactly what the producer wants. What matters most to me is it makes the entire process more efficient, which then translates to us as creatives who spend way too much time in front of computers. We get to shut it down and we get to go spend time with our friends and family. The biggest complaint, and I'm sure you guys have heard this many, many times, this looks amazing, I just can't afford it. Tesla had to release the Model S before they released the Model 3. So by the end of the year, we are going to be releasing a sub $200 version a month of Evercast for the freelancer and indie creatives. Anyone who is a professional video creator outside of Hollywood. I think what we've learned over the last few months is that this technology can translate to better lives for all of us and give us more flexibility and control while still maintaining the creativity, the creative momentum, and the quality of work. I cannot stress this enough. Evercast is changing the way that we collaborate. If you value your craft, your well-being, and spending quality time with the ones you love, Evercast now makes that possible for you and me. To listen to the full interview and learn about the amazing potential that Evercast has to change the way that you work and live, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. Now back to today's article reading. In general, I find this follow-up gets a response in an hour or less. The magic is often in the follow-up. If you still haven't received a response, I suggest following up in two-week intervals at least two more times. At that point, if you haven't received even a simple response, the chances of this relationship leading to mentorship are probably slightly higher than zero. It's time to move on to the next outreach message. Step 4B, follow up if they do respond. Now, this might seem like kind of a duh moment, I know. Of course you're going to follow up if you get a response. Well, not so fast. Having worked with hundreds of students in my coaching and mentorship program, I've learned that the only fear greater than sending an outreach message that doesn't get a response is getting a response. My advice is to draft your first follow-up before you send your initial message. If you have a clear and succinct question, or if you use my ninja trick of asking if you can ask, which by the way, I outline in greater detail in my insider's guide to writing amazing outreach emails, doing so will all but predict the response in advance. If you draft your follow-up questions in advance as well, you're not gonna get caught unprepared when you do get that response. Forcing yourself to draft the follow-up also lends you further clarity about how to craft your initial message. 
The best analogy I can give would be to imagine that you write a pilot for a TV series without knowing what happens in the second episode. Writing or at least outlining later episodes will always help to clarify where plot points need to be clarified in your pilot. There's nothing worse than getting an email or response from somebody that you admire than having to live with the guilt of never having followed up because you weren't ready. Get prepared in advance so you can reply within minutes of getting your first response. You're not going to come off as too eager. You are going to come off as both organized and motivated. Remember, if you want this relationship to eventually lead towards mentorship, it's all about first impressions. Train this person from message number one that you mean business. Step number five, set up the first meet and greet meeting. As you'll note, nowhere in the first four steps did I mention reaching out with the initial request to have lunch and pick your brain or jump on a quick call when you have time. The worst mistake you can make with your first outreach, especially if you are seeking a mentor, is asking to meet with them immediately. The reason you reach out with simple questions from a journalistic perspective is to get good stories from which you can extract good advice, but also to gauge this person's level of interest in helping you achieve your goals. If you are receiving a tepid response to your questions, and by the way, assuming they are good questions, if you get no real enthusiasm and the responses often end with, best of luck, well then what are the odds this person is willing to carve more time out of their busy life to meet with you, either virtually or in person? Use the quality of their first response to get a sense of whether or not this relationship even has a future. Your first outreach email, that was just the first date. Does it appear this person might be willing to go out again? And conversely, was their response helpful enough that it's even worth following up? If you do feel that it would be worth pursuing the relationship further, this is a great opportunity to do one of two things. One, you can thank this person for their amazing advice and ask if it would be okay to follow up again soon to let them know how things are going. And two, you can thank this person for their amazing advice and offer a lunch meeting your treat, by the way, to show your gratitude. I realize both scenarios are potentially scary because a no means the relationship isn't going anywhere. But if you're seeking a mentor, this is the lowest barrier of entry to take things further. If the person responds favorably to your initial messages and their answers demonstrate a genuine enthusiasm to help you, meeting isn't a question of whether or not they're interested. It's a question of how simple you make it for them. Make your request simple to confirm by offering multiple time and date options. And if you simply want to meet via Zoom, offer to send them a gift card to cover the cost of lunch at their favorite local restaurant. Here's a bad example. As a thank you for your advice, I'd love to take you out sometime. Whenever's good for you, hope to hear from you soon. Now here's a better example. As a thank you for your advice, the least I can do is return the favor by offering to buy you lunch in return. Are you available in the next one to two weeks, either Thursday or Friday? If not, I'm happy to accommodate your schedule. Once all of the pieces come together and you've had your first meeting, you have officially graduated to mentorship level one, meet and greet mentorship. Now let's talk about how to transition to long-term mentorship. Depending on your journey and the questions that you require answers to, as I explained in my article, how to find the right type of mentor for you and when you should seek the best, one meeting might not be enough. Go back to step number one and rinse, lather, repeat. But if you're interested in taking mentorship to level two, the Sherpa mentor, your work is far from complete. It's time to pull out the chessboard and start playing the long game. 
Step number six is to continue to provide value and stay in touch. Now that you've had a few email exchanges back and forth, and now that you've most likely had at least one meeting, whether it was virtually or in person, the next step is to stay in touch periodically to remind this person you still exist. And the best way to do so is to provide value to them in one of three different ways. Number one, you can reach out with useful resources based on this person's challenges and needs. Well, how do you know what those challenges might be? By asking them during your first meet and greet. Part of the conversation is gonna be about you and your questions. But conversely, if you wanna play the long game, you need to ask questions that help you better understand where you can provide value to this person in return. For example, let's say that you learned this person struggles with virtual workflows because they've never worked from home. You could reach out a few days after the meeting to say the following. Thanks so much once again for our meeting. I remember you saying that you're struggling with virtual workflows. Have you checked out this cool online course called Trello for Video Post-Production? <coughs> Shameless plug. <clears throat> I've been using it on my team and it saves us hours every week. Let me know if you have more questions. I'm happy to help you set it up. You have not only provided them value, but created a scenario where they might reach out to you for continued support and guidance. And just like that, the potential mentor has already become the potential mentee. The second thing you can do is to keep up with their work and reach out with praise. I feel really sorry for accountants who can never show off their kick-ass tables and cash flow charts, or the doctors who can't post the number of lives they've saved in a week. One of the benefits of working in the entertainment industry, however, is that eventually the public gets to see our work. Therefore, when this person's work becomes available, whether a new film or a new episode of television or whatever, make it a point to reach out and share with them the positive impact their work had on you. The same goes for any articles or announcements about their projects, even if they aren't directly mentioned. Make it clear you are following them, but not stalking them. Stalking, by the way, is bad. And a quick pro tip, if you wanna make this process easier, I use the track feature in IMDb Pro, which I highlighted in my article, IMDb Pro for networking, the 10 features that will take your outreach to a new level. And now the third thing you can do is to demonstrate that you are taking their advice and it's working. This is the most important component that if done correctly will lead to long-term mentorship. If somebody gave you great advice, it's not enough to thank them. If you really want them to become your mentor, don't just take their advice, put it into action. How does your success provide them value? It makes another person feel good about the time they invested in you. There are few things more fulfilling to me than receiving a follow-up message from a student, a reader, or a listener who has gotten a positive result in their lives because of advice that I have given. Ultimately, I believe our purpose here is to help others, and knowing that I successfully did so for another is incredibly rewarding. Even more importantly, by repeatedly following up with your progress and positive results, you are training this person to believe the following. If they help you, you listen, you take action, and you get results. And what do you think is gonna be the result of this lesson? Well, now they just wanna keep giving you more advice and more help. On the flip side, if you find that their advice isn't getting you the desired results, well, you know what? That's okay too. It's yet another reason to reconnect and see what you can do differently. The most important thing to demonstrate is your effort and willingness to learn. Yes, this approach might take a while, but with patience, this approach is also going to get your results and easily lead you to having your Sherpa mentor. And finally, step number seven, if you want to take it to the next level, you need to make your intentions clear. 
For most people, having a Sherpa mentor or two is most likely enough to help you achieve your goals. But if you are like me and you set incredibly crazy, ambitious, and what some might classify as downright stupid goals, you are going to need more than an occasional check-in and periodic advice. As I describe in great detail once again in my article how to find the right type of mentor for you and when you should seek the best, what you really need at this point is your own personal version of Mr. Miyagi. Assuming that you have stayed in touch with this person on a regular basis and clearly demonstrated that you take their advice while also providing value to them in return, it's time to make your intentions clear. Now it's time for the official ask of all asks. There is no way to provide a template for this, and besides, you already know how I feel about templates, as this requires a tremendous amount of context based on your relationship with this person. But the ask is going to look something like this. Would you be willing to help me and then insert your goal here? Yeah, that's it. It's kind of really that simple. But you would be shocked at how many people wait for the opportunity as opposed to asking for it. You have to put yourself out there if you expect to get what you want. And like many of the great moments in cinema history, the initial answer is probably going to be no, because they want to know if you truly want it bad enough. Mr. Miyagi, he didn't generously offer to become Daniel's mentor. Daniel had to ask, and he had to do it more than once. Yoda didn't magically become Luke's mentor. Luke had to demonstrate his willingness to learn and work hard. Neo wasn't automatically offered the choice between the red pill and the blue pill. He had to demonstrate first that he was ready to see the matrix. This is a turning point in your relationship, so you better be ready. This turning point for me was the end of my very first four-hour bloody Sunday ninja workout at Tony Horton's house. It was an utter disaster. I was completely out of my league. I got my ass kicked so badly that I struggled to even put my hands on the steering wheel so I could drive myself home. And it certainly didn't help that my hands were literally bleeding all over. We don't call it Bloody Sunday for no reason. And by the way, Tony watched every second of my failure. In fact, he even mentioned a couple of years later that I didn't think Zach was ever going to come back. At the end of that failed workout session, I approached Tony and I said, the reason I'm here is because I've set the goal of becoming an American Ninja Warrior. Did I earn the chance to come back every Sunday? And his response, thinking that I would never be back, of course, was, sure, come back anytime. And guess what? I've showed up almost every Sunday ever since. With every workout, our bond becomes closer and my dedication becomes clearer to him, such that he is willing to offer more advice and go deeper with the quality of his advice. Listen, it's not going to be easy. But dedication, perseverance, and a willingness to step far outside your comfort zone is what it's going to take if you require your own version of a Miyagi mentor. In conclusion, a single well-written outreach email can literally change your career. No matter the level of mentorship that you require, you yield tremendous power to transform your career and your entire life from the comfort of your pajamas and your email inbox. You simply have to be willing to put in the work develop a clear strategy, and get comfortable playing the long game. In summary, by following these seven simple steps, do your homework and provide value, have clear goals before reaching out, approach this person like a journalist, not your therapist, follow up whether or not they respond to your initial message, set up the first meet and greet meeting, continue to provide value and stay in touch, and make your intentions clear. By doing all of the following above, 
You too can go from drafting your first cold outreach message to having a lifelong friend and mentor who can advise and guide you to whatever audacious and inspiring goal you intend to achieve next. Before closing up today's show, I would love to ask for just a couple additional minutes of your time and attention to introduce you to one of my new favorite products created by my good friend, Kit Perkins, who you may recognize as creator of the Topomat. Here is a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Ergo-Driven co-founder and CEO, Kit Perkins, talking about his latest product, New Standard Whole Protein. I've been to health and fitness generally, but I want it to be simple and straightforward. About a year, year and a half ago, I started adding collagen into my protein shakes. And man, the benefits were like more dramatic than any supplement I've ever seen. So I thought if I can just get this down to coming out of one jar and it's ingredients that I know I can trust and you just put it in water and you don't have to think about it. When people think of protein powders, they think, well, I don't want to get big and bulky. And that's not what this is about. To me, this is about repair. So a big part of what we're talking about here is you are what you eat. Your body's constantly repairing and rebuilding and the only stuff it can use to repair and rebuild is what you've been eating unfortunately as the years have gone by every day getting out of bed it's like you know two or three creaks and pops in the first couple steps and that i thought you just sort of live with now but yeah once starting the collagen daily or near daily it's just gone so for us job 1a here was make sure it's high quality and that's grass-fed 100 pasture-raised cows and then the second thing if you're actually going to do it every day it needs to be simple it needs to taste good well My goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself that's stuck in front of a computer, number one, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. Number two, they've got a glass of new standard protein next to them so they can just fuel their body, fuel their brain. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. And even better for your listeners with code OPTIMIZE, on either a one-time purchase or that first subscribe and save order, 50% off. So if you do that subscribe and save, that's 20% off and 50% off with code OPTIMIZE. That's a fantastic deal. If you're looking for a simple and affordable way to stay energetic, focused, and alleviate the chronic aches and pains that come from living at your computer, I recommend New Standard Whole Protein because it's sourced from high quality ingredients that I trust and it tastes great. To place your first order, visit optimizeyourself.me slash new standard and use the code optimize for 50% off your first order. I hope you enjoyed the reading of my article, How to Go from Cold Contact to Your Ideal Mentor in Seven Simple Steps, which can be read at optimizeyourself.me slash seven steps, all one word, all written out. If today's article inspires you to take the next step towards a more fulfilling career path that not only aligns you with projects that you are passionate about, but also includes some semblance of work-life balance, and especially if you would like support, mentorship, and a community to help you turn your goals into a reality, then you and I need to talk. Because in January, I'm opening winter enrollment for my Optimizer coaching and mentorship program. And it sounds like you could be the perfect fit. Over the last three years, I have now worked with well over 100 students, and I've seen stunning transformations. But the biggest obstacle for most has been that the program in the past was too expensive or it just required too much time. Those problems are no longer an issue as I've made the program a lot more affordable and a lot less time intensive for those with busy lives, but who need an extra push to make whatever the next major transition is in your life. To learn more and apply, visit optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer. Just so you know, I review applications in the order that they are received and I fill slots accordingly. So the earlier that you apply, the better your chances are of getting in the program. 
thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.